Hello, heroes, and welcome to the 72nd episode of Campaign. I'm Cat Cool, your host and game master. Before we get started, this episode features voice acting by Mel Fox. Thank you so much for coming on board, Mel. Now, I'm pretty excited to announce that we opened a merch shop this week over at Redbubble. Fans have been asking us for merch for quite a long time, but we've been puzzled over how to do it in such a way that didn't overly tax James, Pat, or myself, or make our Patreon's t-shirt club less special. For now, Redbubble, a print-on-demand and fulfillment service, is our solution. We're currently launching the shop with a limited selection of shirts, a one-shot shirt, a campaign shirt, and a back-to-basic shirt. As we add shirt designs to the shop, t-shirt club backers will receive those designs for free. We'll tweak our model as we go, but we're optimistic. Please feel free to check out the shop in the show notes and get yourself a t-shirt. Now, I'm very excited to announce that Pranks Paul will be joining the OneShot Podcast Network as a new host. You might know him from Never Tell Me the Pods, an awesome Star Wars discussion podcast. He's generous enough to let me come co-host with him sometimes. He's going to be developing a new long-running actual play show for the network. Gosh, it is going to be amazing. Speaking of actual play shows, beloved one-shot host Jim McClure is also going to be developing an actual play show for the network, and I believe he will shortly have more info for all of us as to its nature. Holy cow, that is a lot of good stuff. Speaking of Jim McClure, next week, Evil Campaign is returning. Apologies for the hiatus. The knock to my health really threw off my editing schedule, and it took me a bit to find my feet. I have the next several months of Evil Campaign recorded, and much more editing bandwidth these days, so I anticipate a return to a monthly release cadence. Episode 2 is gonna be slick. I missed these boys. Please look forward to Jim, Tyler, and James grousing about slightly different nonsense very soon. Next, James and I would like to thank our outstanding Patreon backers. Tom Hatfield, thank you. Maddie Witt, thank you. Christopher Yothman, thank you so much. Thanks, Christopher. Yargeeth, thank you. Thanks, Yargeeth. Jason Basil, thank you. Sarazar, thank you. Thanks, Sarazar. That's so so Sundere. Thank so so Sundere. <laughs> what? It's not like they like us or anything. Mm, man. Uh, Greg, Greg H. H thank thank you. you, Peter Harrelson. Thank you, thanks, Peter. Old school gamer. Thank you, <laughs> Jordan Harris. Thank you, Jacob Smith. Thank you, Peter Biederman. Thank you, Peter Biederman. So good. C.D. Gallant King is an author, uh, wrote a book called 10,000 Days, and sent it to me on my night of 10,000 nights. Oh, that's really cool. It was really cool. Dean and Nicole Wilkinson, thank you. Thanks, Dean and Nicole. Matthew Schultz, thank you. Matthew Calder, thank you. Thanks, Matthew. Lucas Bell, thank you. Thanks, Lucas. Jake Perkins, thank you. Sam Fuller, thank you. Thanks, Sam. Christopher N. Corradini, Corradini. Corradini, thank you. Christopher N. Corradini, thank you. Joseph, thank you. And now. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Aggravation! Captain Trist Valentine was displeased that notorious smuggler George Cardoss did not seem willing to let him off the hook after Trist offered to return the wild card. Prone to brash action, Valentine was contemplating the unthinkable, destroying the wild card before a brief conversation he had with Lintel Laroon. Were Lintel's words of reason enough to calm the savage soul of our sinful smuggler? Meanwhile, the clone soldier Bacta, after much distraction and hesitation, is finally ready to call the woman he believes to be Sean Jeezel, former Jedi Master and Bacta's long-lost love interest. Finally, Lenik Gilo has just disposed of the corpse of his old friend Chartreuse, and he's venting his emotions by crawling through one. 
Yeah, Lenik. Yes, this is she. So you are in a vent. Okay. Yeah, so I want to escape to like the nearest terminal. You can either try to find something in the vent or you have oh, to get Yeah, I'm I'm willing to get out of the vent. I doubt that there are many. First. So make me a survival a vent check. check. Okay. How difficult is it? Three. Dang. How often do you climb around vents? You'd be surprised. <laughs> Two failures and a threat. Beautiful. So you start crawling up and around this vent. Very loudly, I assume. (laughs) And you're not Ezra-sized, so it's difficult for Mm. you at first, but then the space opens up. It's like in the Grinch. I get stuck just once, and then I I back back up, and then I'm fine. And then it opens up so that you're kind of inside the structure of the station because it's a huge space station, and there are like lots of lifts and inner workings, and you realize, oh gosh, this thing is quite large (laughs) and you see like the inner workings of turbos and things moving around there's no clear exit port you see a ladder so you grab onto it and you know that you're kind of in the middle right now a lot of the parking garages were down at the bottom so you start heading down okay you head for a while you're looking for a way out of here and you're not seeing anything but then you do see a data port that presumably is used for maintenance or something. You climb over to that area, start navigating the display, and then you hear a, uh, whoa, wait, whoa, and glance up just in time for a body to smack into you. And you go falling down two levels. So he's dead. (laughs) Take two, two stun. 200? Two stun and Do you mean strain? Yeah. Okay. Two strain and two wounds. Actually, then that's that's still that. You fall around six feet or so, you know, down onto a... Two meters? Yep, there we go. (laughs) Wow, Star Wars. (laughs) Onto a different platform. I assume this platform's a conveyor belt. (laughs) Sure. With choppers, like chopping arms <laughs> and there's a, a findian on top of you like wild-eyed to the song powerhouse starts playing <laughs> looking around presses up off of your chest i'm sorry who are you i'm i'm hessa sorry are you okay yeah i'm fine are you okay no i'm not i'm having a terrible terrible night oh well i lied before me too okay uh yeah, I'm sorry. I don't imagine I made that any better. And she helps you up. Thanks. Lena Gilo of the Minos. Oh my gosh, you're Lena Gilo? I mean, Lena Gilo. I mean, Lena Gilo. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you're Lena Gilo from the Minoc. And you're Hessa from the Air Vents. Wait a minute. I know you. What? Why? Well, I don't know you, but I've seen you. Um. Well, I haven't seen you in person, but I've seen a picture of you. Oh gosh, my dad didn't put out a... He did, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I just got it from a friend. Um, it's not as weird as it sounds. Well, you're a bounty hunter, and I figure people are probably. Oh, I'm not trying me. to kill you. Um. Or find you. Look, we should get off this conveyor belt. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how to get out of here? Uh. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's do that thing then. Okay. 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 <sighs> Again, I'm. I don't have a bounty for you. I don't. I promise. I don't. I promise. I don't lie. I mean. I know that's a bad way to. That doesn't. I know that's a bad way to convince someone that you don't lie is to tell them you don't lie. But ask me something I could only know to tell the truth about. I told you my real name. I mean, God. Look, I I don't. I don't know if I. I don't think I should trust you. Oh. You're Lena Gilo. From the Minoc. Yes. And I was on. I was on your ship earlier than that. Oh, why? Um, I don't know. 
I was hoping maybe you could tell me. Wait, what? No. Why would I know? Because I was on your ship earlier tonight. Did you go there? No, I woke up there. Oh, crazy. What? Yeah. No, I have no idea. <gasps> the game is afoot. We've got think... a mystery on our hands. <laughs> That's our cut line. <laughs> TV. TV? Trish Valentine. Ooh. What you up to, kiddo? Yeah, so I'm flying this bad bird right into a star. <laughs> That's, yep. That seemed to be your plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's going to, like, plot uh, a navigational course to the nearest star. That can't be... No, there's probably like a sun around this system. There's a yes, there is a sun in the system. Great, <laughs> and he's going to uh, send the wild card off. Well, he can try to do that. Yeah, Ooh, that's burn. True. So you want in to the sun, hopefully. <laughs> so Trist's plan right now isn't to contact Cardas. Cardas. No, we're done with Cardas. We're done with Cardas. Even though the end of last episode, you said that you had something that would last episode you were like. I think I have a deal that he would find very informing. Oh, yeah, with the book, though, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't want to tell him about the book. He said that if you did that, that you guys would be square. Yeah, but I don't want to tell him about the book. It seems too important. I feel like we... Cardas, that ship has sailed. I'm definitely flying this ship. Oh, but what's her name? No, I'm flying it into the sun. That's what I'm I'm trying to do to this ship. Okay. Because the ante's still on board, right? Yes, the ante's still on board. So same escape plan is still in play. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can absolutely try to do that. Let's... Let us let us do battle. Uh, yeah, so Trist is plotting a course to the sun of this system. I'm assuming there's one sun to this system, or are there multiple suns? I think that this is one with one. Okay. So you are at the navigational computer. Mm-hmm. Make me an astrogation check. Okay. What's the difficulty? Well, so what you're trying to do is hack the machine to get it to do something that a very advanced ship does not want to do. So I'm going to put this at daunting for you. What's the... What's the... Four. Four. All right. Let's get some rolls. I'll flip a light side. <laughs> you can absolutely To upgrade one of these to a yellow? Yeah. Why not? Oh, my God. Did he do it? No. No. Okay. no. He's so close, though. I was very, very close to doing it. It is one threat, <laughs> is the role. <laughs> oh, God, Trist. What a beautiful image. So you're like, gotta fly this into a star. Into <coughs> a star. <laughs> and bringing up various displays. The whole time, the ship is like, please don't fly me into a star. This is a bad idea. Quiet, chef. <laughs> um, you try and plug in the coordinates after figuring out what star this is in the system and then it red screens and shuts everything down and there is a locked out protocol and the ship starts calling talon starts calling talon talon bleep 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 it's calling talon just kind of sits there to like (laughs) see what this is gonna do you've got the talon wait a minute this is my number who is this? If it's your number, how did you answer it? Valentine. The one and the same. Valentine, where are you? Where you least expect me to be. I expect you to be on my ship because you stole it from me. That's true. Give me back my ship. What are you going to do for me? And by the way, how are you still alive? Those Imperials didn't kill you? No, the Imperials did not kill me. Did you kill the Imperials? Uh, some, yes. Well, congratulations. I would have killed them all, but... Not a bad job for a yes, kid. Yes, I am sure, Mr. Valentine, that you, through hook or crook, would have killed all the Imperials. Yes, yeah. sure. Any I- t- wait, Talon, what can I do for you? I'm very busy. 
doing you stuff on my me. ship. You get emergency information that he is trying to plot a course to send your ship into a star and that he is being locked out of it as you speak. Mr. Valentine, I will Captain say... Captain Valentine, do you? See You'll call me Captain when I'm aboard the flight deck of a ship that I am captaining. Seeing your piloting skills in person left me somewhat underwhelmed, but I do not imagine you the sort who would accidentally try to navigate my ship into a sun. Well, if you don't think I'd accidentally navigate a ship into a sun, then you don't know me very well, do you, Talon? I do not feel that those words meant what you expected them to mean. It meant exactly what I expected them to mean. I'm the type of person who would accidentally pilot a ship into a sun. That does not speak highly of you, Mr. Valentine. Sure. Well... It's usually not my ship. It isn't your ship, Mr. Valentine. Now, I'll ask you to give it back. You could save yourself quite a bit of trouble if you were to simply park the ship in orbit and leave it for the entrepreneurs to collect. Now, Talon, if you were me, would you give this ship back to you? No, because if I were you, I would not be afraid of death. But let me assure you, Mr. Valentine, that you do not want to die. Well, Talon... I guess we're at an impasse. But I'll leave the ship right here, because your stupid computer locked me out. So you can come and collect it. Deal? That sounds fair to me, Mr. Valentine. I tried to double-cross you. You tried to double-cross me. For men like us, this sort of behavior is business. And as my ship is unharmed, then I believe we can part ways. But know this, Mr. Valentine. Mm -hmm. Should you have harmed a hair... On her head, I will see yours put on a spit. My hair? No, your your head. But you're put, not touching my hair. Your hair may be damaged because I will be cutting off your head. I will tell you this. If you touch a hair of my hair, I will spit all over your ship. And that's a Tris Valentine promise. Do not promise. do that. Do not do that. I will inspect every inch of that ship. If you have if you have spit upon it, expectorated in any manner or way, I will find you, Tristan Valentine. If you don't want me to spit on your ship, then we shouldn't be having a shouting argument, because I guarantee I'm spitting up a storm right now. Fine. Fine. Leave the ship. Oh, I'll leave the ship. I wink. You just winked. Yeah. How do I how do I turn this off? You in the call. I don't leave know what your buttons do. Just leave the ship, Valentine. Oh, I'll leave the ship. I wink. <laughs> now in the call. I went in the call on that. No, you hang up. I don't know how. Don't this know this called you. Can anymore. This is an emergency call to call you. I can't hang up. I'm going to make sure that you leave the pilot's room. Oh, I'll leave the pilot's room. I wink. Okay, well, that would have been the perfect time for you to hang up. It Tris would. walks away, walks out of the pilot room. Oh, but he grabs the uh, uh, flash drive. Oh, the data pad? Whatever it is. The data pad with the shields on Shields on it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You walk away. <laughs> know that you have made an enemy of Talon. Tris walks Carter. back into the room as Talon saying that, takes out his blaster, and reshoots the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen transition. <laughs> Bappa. Bacta's looking at the display of his communicator as it says dialing mm-hmm. uh, with that number above it. And, you know, we can see the glow of the communicator reflected on his face. He's sort of fidgeting. There are a lot of close-up shots of, like, different fidgets that he's doing. He 
does a thing where he checks his hair. Oh. He doesn't actually have any hair, so he Runs just, his hands over his scar. Yeah, gets some sweat off of his head. <laughs> that thing where you, like, lick your pointer finger and your <laughs> pinky, and then you flatten out your eyebrows? Yeah, fixes his eyebrows up. Eyebrows are on point. Looks over at the mirror that we have on the wall, checks his teeth. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. And the call connects. Hello? Is it her voice? Yeah. <laughs> um, hi. Uh, how can I help you? I think I'll need your help. Okay, with a bounty or... Um, I don't know how to say this, um, but... And I don't know that I'm right about this, and you can correct me, but I think we know each other. Does my voice sound familiar to you? Look, I know a lot of people. Is this a bounty? I'm at bike right now, and talking to a lot of potential clients. I mean, if, 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 if I need to pay you to, to see you, then that, that would be fine. Um, I, I, I think we know each other, and I'm, I'm not sure that we do. And I think, I think I, if, if I asked you for a favor, I, I probably wouldn't deserve it, but I really think only you can help me. Uh, what are you trying to get at right now? I, I escaped, and it was because of you. You helped me do that. And, and they got to a safe place, and I delivered them there, and I didn't want to be around them because I didn't know. I didn't know if I would end up like everyone else. Ugh, what the criff? Kirking Empire. No, no, wait, wait, wait. She hangs up. And Bacta dials back, you know, waits for a response. You get two things and it hangs up again. Bacta freaks out. He runs off the ship. He, and I'm at this point flipping a light side point. Okay. He runs off the ship, looking at the communicator, dialing and redialing. We hear a lot of his breathing. There are a lot of chaotic shots, shots of him dialing again and again and hearing the phone start ringing through and disconnecting, ringing through and disconnecting. And all of that gets more and more chaotic as Bacta leaves the parking area for the ship, is just running down the hallways of Findar Station. You just start running down the hallway? Yes. Oh, Bacta. And he's running down the hallway, and I, he doesn't know if he's looking for a signal or what he's trying to accomplish but i flipped that light side point because bacta right now knows this knows only this that he believes that he found her again because the force wanted him to right and in running in this moment right now he is trusting in the force that it will bring him where he needs to go so yeah you're turning corners hectically and you're not really you have like your heartbeat going loudly mm-hmm. in your ears. So you don't hear until like two seconds before it happens. The, um... Babe, I told you not to go by, so of course she's there. It's like 4 a.m. Just leave. Just leave. And then you turn the corner and bam, right into Ava. Uh, scene transition. Right. So where are you two kids? Just running around the vents, having a good old time, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, what are you doing here? You know, I mean, I know you don't know why you're on our ship, but you here for the convention, or... Well, I was down on Fender for for the convention, but uh, I'm actually from the station. I would like to get back down to Fender. I'm trying to get off of all of this place. I'd rather not be here anymore. Oh, huh. Same. Well, you're not from here originally. Well, sure, but doesn't mean I don't want to leave, too. Yeah. Okay. Looks like we have a lot in common. Do you uh read books? Yeah, I do. 
It's actually kind of like, man, I want to write him one day. Whoa. Hey, funny you should mention that. My best friend's a writer. Really? Yeah. Who? Well, I don't know. Maybe you've heard of him. Nemoidian Sparks. No way! Nemoidian Sparks! Are you kidding me? What's your favorite book on three? One, two, three. Love on an Alien alien World! Oh my god, it's, a, it's my favorite! It's the best! Yeah, he's my best friend! No, I can't believe that I he's your best like friend! I two days ago. Best friends. Best friend two days ago? We're fast friends. You make friends fast. Yeah, well, hey, I just made another one! <laughs> he smokes. Well, yeah, so I'm trying to get off planet. My dad's like, he's intense, uh, and wants me to take over the family business, and I don't want to do that What's anymore. What's the family business? Well, he's an author, and I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to be an author an... or a librarian. You I just, just want to write you... books. That's an author. No. Yeah, that's exactly the definition of an author. Not on Fender. What do you mean? Well, on Fender, it has to do with codes. and. Uh, is it an accent thing? Arthur? Are you saying Arthur? No. No, author. Arthur. Like a code author. Arthur. Like... No. Like the lovable drunk? No, different, different thing. The aardvark. <laughs> No, no, what are you talking about? Arthur. You don't know about authors and librarians and them feuding? I swear we must be talking about different things. I think we're talking about different things. Yeah, authors write books. Not here they don't. Are you saying Arthur's? No, I'm not. I'm talking about authors. Authors are bad news. Say another word that starts off the same way as author, so I can see if it's the same. Like autograph. No, like authoritarian. Authoritarian? No, like, um, what's another one? Artermobile? No. Audit. Audit? No. Like where you draw a picture of something, you art it. No, I'm not. You're not getting this. I think you're not getting this, pal. I thought we were friends. Yeah, so, like... Here, okay. You you've never heard of like code authoring? Code authoring, where you write a code? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's... Like a computer code? Yeah. Oh, a coder. Or like a slicer? Okay. That's like a whole thing here. That's, okay, sure. That's like one of our chief exports. It's what people are really about. Okay. And here, it's like you're either Cressex Corp or a part of Friend Media. And they're also most of the criminal underbellies wrapped up in all of that. And my family, well, runs a big... I'm, I'm Hesse Cressex. So, you know, my Hesse. mom wants me to take over and I don't want to. Oh, well, uh, run away. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, running away is great. And I was doing fine until I... I'll tell you something. A few days ago, I, I got kidnapped and back. And I thought that after Who I became... You? I don't know. Just these scary people. What did they look like? Well, there was this Deveronian, and then there was this other, uh, like, a human who had, like, a real funny-looking hat. One of them was wearing one of those, like, vests that go real long. They knocked me out and kept me in a closet, and I thought that you weren't supposed to do that at Bike. I thought that Bike was supposed to protect bounty hunters, which is why I became one. Well, it's supposed to. And I was trying to get off planet, because I figured that I could, like, find a place to, to write books. I mean, you get me out of this vent, I'll hook you up with Nemo, and maybe he can get you a publisher or something. I don't know how it works. I mean, I'm I just gonna, read them. I'm going to get you out of here, but okay. like, where are you trying to go? Uh, Well, I've got these keys, and I need to find the ship that it belongs to. Okay, we can do that. Okay. I'm a little... I'm worried that if we pop out too early that people are going to recognize me, because I'm kind of recognizable to, to most of the people up here. <laughs> well, let me just say, you uh, you ran into the right Rodian. I'm a makeup enthusiast! <laughs> Oh, okay. I can disguise you. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's... I used to wear an eye patch and a wig all the time. And I don't anymore. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So 
I can make you wear funny stuff too, and then people won't recognize you. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, so we'll find we'll find the ship. Do you have any idea where it is? No, I just have the keys. I assume you can put them into the computer, and it'll tell you where the car is. Um, ship. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be no problem. Hold on a second, and you guys pull up to a terminal, and she takes the thing and finds information because she is an adept hacker. What with being yeah. the incumbent heir to one of the two things, and pulls it up. Yeah, we're just headed down to this level. Sounds good. Uh, that was really cool. Thanks. Well, you just take a compliment. You don't have to say thanks all weird. Well, I just look. I just. I it, was it. it was impressive. It was impressive. Oh, thank you. That's really nice. I just, you know. You know how it is when you don't want to do anything and do things anymore, and then people are all like, oh, Hesse, you're really good at this. Oh, well, you don't, yeah, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. Yeah. No, I don't want to make you do anything you don't want to do. No, it's, I mean, I don't mind helping you out. I just don't want to, I just, I just want to write books yeah. of dar- daring romance. And, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I know. That's fine. I, hey, we can find it the old fashioned way. We don't need to use these computers anymore. It's okay. I take out my <laughs> sword and just stab it into the computer. See? We don't have to use them. We'll just use our brains. Okay, but now maintenance dread's gonna come here real fast, so we gotta go. Oh, well, do they have weapons? Um, look, I don't think you get the... Okay, just don't do stuff like that anymore. Okay, well, sorry. It's okay. A maintenance droid starts bleep, 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 <laughs> coming down the thing, and uh, let's go, and you duck back into a vent. What's our Lucas wipe here as you guys go into the vent? Oh, so, well, there are more, like, choppers and, and choppers. mashers. And... <laughs> okay, so as they're, as they're running... She drops some computer chip thing, I don't know, that she used to hack. Whatever. And it lands right under a chopper. Or not a chopper, a masher. Mm -hmm. And it mashes and comes up. And then the camera, like, pans over the mash thing. And then it crossfades into the blasted communicator that Tris shot. It's actually a blasted maintenance panel in the cargo bay of the ship. Yep. And there's, like, you see a robot scurrying back down the hallway carrying a tray of calf as uh, Tris has just blasted this, like, maintenance panel. That has given him um, nothing but trouble. <laughs> Trist um, uh, sidles up to uh, the ante and gets inside and then, like, opens the bay doors of uh, the ship. And he's going to, like, turn the ship around. Is there anything in this cargo bay that looks like, A, it could be explosive or, B, start some sort of, like, reaction? Oh, interesting. I mean, there are crates. Who knows what's in them? That's true. Basically, he wants to do like an Anakin Skywalker <laughs> on the Trade Federation ship, yeah, except yeah, knowing yeah. what he's doing. So throw it in reverse and like just start unloading the dual blasters all over the cargo bay. Beautiful. Yeah. So you start. Roll me one of these suckers. Force and destiny. Uh, light side. Good. Okay. So yeah, you start shooting up the rows and rows of stacked cargo boxes. The first two, they explode, but nothing special happens. And then um, the third time you shoot something, kablooey, the the whole thing goes up and then whatever it was had some liquid in it as it shoots across the thing and Talon's ship starts to burn. Yeah, he Trist is like when he's saying he's doing the Anakin thing, like he's turning and going as he's oh, yeah, yeah. as he's shooting, shooting stuff on the way out. Uh, are the cannons forward mounted? Yes. Can he back up? Can he like yeah. Okay, that's what he's doing. Then. He's like a, flying just backwards. Just make me a piloting check. You'll be uh, fine. This is piloting. Uh-huh. Easy. 
Wow, it's just three successes. Cool. Yeah, so <laughs> you're two point die. You're fine. There is nothing to impede you. You. Yeah, he just bl- blasts all that out and then like swoops out of the ship. Before I leave, though, I want to do another pass and like uh, firing run. Another strafing run. Strafing run, but I want to do it right across the bridge of the ship, like right where the flight deck is. Sure, sure, sure. You do. It scorches it, but not to huge effect. It seems like it would be fruitless to stick around. You know, you're a bee. Can he carve his initials into it? If he wants to spend the time, he can do whatever he wants to aesthetically to the ship. Uh, It does visibly scorch it. (laughs) There's no way to like... Because the shields aren't on the ship right now, are they? They are. And there's no way to turn the shields off? No. The computer locked you out and it controls the shields. So the things that the shields normally do, they are balanced on the ship unless someone is controlling them manually during a fight. Would it take a long time to knock the shields out? Yeah. How long would it take? I don't know. Would do You're a very small ship compared to this much larger ship. That's true, but it's not like there's no defenses on it right now. No, that's true. So can I just like stay here and like hold down the triggers until I melt the shields? You can be as terrible as you want to be. I want to blow this ship up. Like this yeah, ship you is. You have so many dark side points no. that you can flip. I know. Trist can start being as petty as he wants to be. I'm going to blow up Talon's ship. I'm not leaving it for him. Jeezy Pete's Tristan. Okay, so you start. You start doing this dumb thing. And uh, you just sit in front of it, shooting. Just like holding, <laughs> holding down the buttons. And if it there's takes... like, if there's like a data pad, and the thing, Tris is like scrolling through like the holodeck <laughs> as he's just like holding his arms across both of the. Trying to figure out how long it would take you. Every once in a while, like the guns overheat, and it's like beep beep beep, yep. beep beep beep, and he has to like sit and wait you for the cool off. You have to sit and wait for that. He's time. not. It's he's not going to budget his time so that he's like burst firing. He's just going to like fully wait for the battery to uncharge. You're right. As soon as the guns overcharge and we have the graphic of the beep, 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 zoom, the camera cuts over to Lynn back on Findar Station. She is in the private eye office and has... Just the low light of the the station's, like, slats. Super duper private eye things from the station's light coming oh, across the as desk. As soon as you walk in that room, the lighting is much different. A lot of the <laughs> color is just gone. Drains, and it's just a pale blue. Lots of smoke. <laughs> though, though her eyes are vivid. <laughs> She's set up on the desk and has her rifle pulled apart and is cleaning it. And she is plugging into the hollow communication from the private eye station. That's how you call Trist. Click. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. You get a call. Trist turns on his communicator. Yellow. Uh, Lynn pops up hollow style Ooh. on your... This thing has a hollow on it? Apparently. Okay. It's your wrist communicator. Oh. Oh. Hello. Hey. So how'd it go? Good. It's still going. So you talk to Cardas. I mean... He'll get the message <laughs> in a matter of speaking. What do you mean? You didn't talk to him? Again, I mean, he'll get the message. Which means you didn't talk to him. I feel like we're just talking in circles here. What's going on? I am currently about... And Tris, like, checks, like, the watch function of his hollow <laughs> so she, like, disappears for a second. Two hours in? No, two hours away from. Two hours away from blowing up this ship. What? Try to do a little faster... 
I couldn't figure out the computers. That's why it would have been nice to have you along. But uh, now I'm about two hours into it. Tristan, no, 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 no. I thought that... I thought that you were going to talk to Cardas. Uh, no, we, look, we got to be done with Cardas. I feel like Cardas is like a band-aid that we've been sticking with too long. We just got to rip it off. Yeah, I thought that the way to be done with him was to tell him about the Journal of the Wills. No, that's our secret. It's <laughs> way better that we keep that secret for ourselves. Didn't he tell you that the way... Yeah, I was kind of banking on you telling him that so that he would get in the way of Blue. Why would he get in the way of Blue? Because he was telling you about Blue and then asking you about it? Wasn't that what was happening? Yeah, but I don't think he's... He's on the same side as Blue. No. He worked against us with Blue. He didn't tell us that Blue was going, making, or wanted us to go down on planet. He's working with Blue. She sometimes works with Blue. They're... And we sometimes work with Cardas. And this is just one of those times where I blow up his flunky ship, and then later, maybe the allegiances shift and things like that. But for now, this is the current state of affairs. If it's any difference to you, okay, Cardas stop. already doesn't <laughs> please, like you. Please, please, please stop trying to blow up the ship. I mean, if I get a good reason to stop blowing up the ship... I would like, like you to stop. They're light years away at this point. Just please stop. Look, this is a good plan. If we don't blow up this ship, this ship is coming after us. That's for sure going to happen. You never leave your enemies with a weapon to come kill you. I feel like... That sound logic? N no. No. I feel like... Pretty smart thinking? No. <laughs> Flashy flying? N mm, none of those things. <sighs> you, I feel like you haven't thought this through at all. I feel like it's a perspective difference. It's easier for me here in space with a ship with guns melting these shields to feel pretty confident in his plan. But you're, like, you know, on a planet, not around, like, a ship with guns. So it's going to be, like, harder for you to understand what we have to do here. Look. Good news is I did not give him the shields. Oh, gosh! So that's all us. I thought that you were the person who wanted to give him the shield so that he would get off our back. This was a one plan that we were kicking around. Now he's never going to leave us alone. Maybe not. Or he'll be too scared to come after he's us. He's not going to be scared of us at all. He's going to try to kill you. We'll and just then he's going to, to try a, to kill us. We'll just have to do a better job hiding from him. Ah. Here's what I'm thinking. No more using our real names. From near on out, we use code names for Linic everything. Lenik yeah, that uh -huh. doesn't really work for me. It's a code name because no, okay. it's so close to right. a number of My people. My name is on Lena from the Minoc. Yeah, I think that that's one thing that we all have to learn to just get better at doing. I can't believe you right now. I'm so mad. <laughs> You're gonna love it when you see the look on Talon Card's face when he sees this ship. I don't care about Talon Card. I care about George Cardas. Oh, he's gonna be livid too. I wanted him. To be someone who kind of left us alone and occasionally got in the way of the Empire, which has kind of been how I've known him. He works with Blue sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. But if he's someone who knows about the Journal of the Wills, then maybe sometimes he'll get in the way of that guy too. Because mostly it's been me going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Blue, and now that I know that he is not dead, I could use the, the extra... That's just one more player in the game. I mean, right now, it's just us and Blue that know about the Journal of the Whales, right? Yeah. I could use the extra player in the game. And I could use it from somebody who isn't like... I need it to be somebody who who has power, but, but that I'm not that scared of. Hey, I'm not that scared of him either. So we're in total agreement there. Okay, but I'm going to be very scared if I think he's going to be actively coming after us right now. Which Look is what you are currently doing. We, you see that? I feel like he's coming after us no matter what. We we can't the, the the bridge is burnt on that end. Why do you think that? I definitely burnt that bridge. Why do you think that? Uh well, I'm currently destroying this ship 
and the trade negotiations. Can't you just stop destroying the ship? When it's destroyed, I'll certainly Shit, stop. Then what can I do to convince you to not do that? <sighs> well, I mean, don't send me on this mission, first of all. That was, I feel like, the big group mistake. Yeah, I see that now. Okay, I got that. This is more like a Pliff thing. Nope, not a Pliff thing. Maybe a Jane thing. Definitely not a Jane thing. Well, I think that if two of the three of them would have agreed with me, then I'm probably doing the right thing. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, do I have to come get you? I don't know what to do right now. You got two hours. <laughs> Trist, Trist uh, closes his communicator, and the, like, the shield batteries, like, or his guns finish recharging, and he just lays his arm back across both of those gun cannons. <laughs> Light from the cannons light up his face. <laughs> it's his bored face as he's scrolling through a data pad again. Tristan, <laughs> god damn it! Oh my god. Okay, cool. What a disaster. <laughs> what a human disaster. Why did Lynn keep appealing to reason? Because that's what Lynn is. <laughs> <laughs> that's nature. <laughs> It's like a scorpion and the nerd bird. <laughs> we are over to you now, cool kid. Bacta is on his back, rubbing his head. Oh, God, oh, I'm God. sorry. I didn't know it. You. Oh, God, no. Hey. Look, this has been a terrible night. I don't need it. We don't. <laughs> you look mad. You were in my home. Yeah. You are on our ship. Yeah. I told you. That data pad's not yours. What's this? It's uh, for Tamlin, for someone to read to him later. No, you don't have contact with him. I don't think you get to decide that. Oh, I can assure you that I decide that. This is me deciding that. This is me telling you to stay away from him. Ooh, scary threat. I draw my gun. She puts her hand on her lightsaber. Give me that. I don't know how you don't get this. You realize Grizel's last message to us was to keep you away from him. <sighs> Look, I knew Grizel a lot better than you did, and he needs help right now that I don't think you're providing for him. I will find help, but I'm not going to get it from you, and I'm not going to get it from the Empire. He is going to grow up safe and happy far away from people like you. I don't necessarily want him to get help from the Empire either. Give that to me. She keeps going for the data pad. Bacta shoots her. She deflects it. <laughs> Bacta keeps shooting at her and backing up. Okay, so she'll keep deflecting with her lightsaber. Yeah. You didn't have any sort of crucibles anywhere on the ship with the waters of life set up in them. So I have no idea how he's purging every night. How's he doing that? I don't know either. The Jedi didn't need to do that. The Jedi aren't Dathomirian. Okay, I don't know where race enters into this equation. People from all over the galaxy came to join the Jedi, and they didn't have to deal with that. And all Tamlin needs is structure and training away from all of that. Those aren't the only things that he needs. I don't trust you at all to be the person who Why determines what he needs. Why would I trust you at all? Do you realize the type of person you've been throughout his entire life? I know the type of person that I've had no choice other than to be back to- Oh, I'm sorry. The choice- You've never had a choice? You've never had a choice? Of course. Why didn't I spend all this time running away from 
from you and feeling bad for poor little Ava. Back to, you're the one who made the choice to leave all of your brothers and yeah, run off with a bunch I of did. idiots. I did make the choice to leave all of my brothers because we were brought up in the worst form of slavery. I know that you were. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that you've been free for a long time and you've been hanging out with these assholes. Well then, why are you, if you're so pent up about being free, then why are you still working for the Empire? I don't have a choice in the matter. Leave right now. Go away. I can't. Why not? Why not? I don't have time to discuss this with you right now. I don't have time to discuss anything with you. That's why I'm trying to shoot you until you're dead. Well, you're not going to be able to shoot me because I'm much better at this than you. (laughs) You are not much better at this than me. You are not much better at this than me. This is a different situation. I've had a very stressful day. It's cold. It's like 4 a.m. I am also very tired and I do not trust you with that data pad. Please give it back. I am not giving this data pad to you. You left it on our ship. She tries to force pull it from you. He tries to shoot her lightsaber while she's doing that. So she goes to pull the data pad over your head and grabs it. So you go to shoot her hand. Want to make that roll? Yes. Yeah. One success and four advantages. So yeah, you shoot her hand and she drops her saber and backs up two steps. Well, now. You've got your data pad. I'm going to ask you again. Leave us alone. I didn't do anything. I showed up when I knew he wasn't going to be there. I know where he is on the station. I haven't gone and seen him. How are you talking to me like this? Did you realize what you've been like for the five years that I've known you? Yes, I do. You can't, you can't come to me and talk to me without that context. You realize that. I don't know if you have any idea what you've been like. I have been protecting my friend's child. And for the past week, I've been trying to raise that child. And you sit there, rolling your eyes, not thinking about the gravity of what you've done to this boy, what you've enabled to be done to him. You say you care about him. You say you want to protect him. You stole him and you delivered him to the people who are holding your chains. That's currently the only way that I have to protect him. Because if you don't no, have no, no, perspective no, You on... don't have any perspective. You're a child, all right? And I recognize... <laughs> You're 17. I hang out... Biologically, I am much older than you, young lady. And look, I realize that you're 22 and you think you know everything about the world. I'm 23, Bacta. Oh my god, do you, you realize how you sound here. right I now? Spend do you all realize of my how time you sound right now? With Sinox, and I spent all of my time with Diggs. I know. Sinox doesn't know a thing. Sinox? Sinox is blind to everything around him. Sinox? Sinox shot the woman who saved his life time after time after time, who every day risked herself for him. And he didn't think anything of it because he blindly follows the people who put him through the worst torture imaginable. Because he doesn't have a choice and you know that. He does have a choice because I made that choice. And look what you're doing with your time now. Trying to save a child from you. From you who think you know what's best for but him. But you don't know what's best for him either. I will find someone who does better than He's either of us. going to fall to the dark side if you don't do something about it back then. You will not fall to the dark side. And you know what? I know. Good luck doing that without my help. End of episode. Now, how about a Dear Minoc letter? Dear Lenik, I've noticed that there's some homeschooling for Tamlin being done by Lintel. I think it's great, since it might be dangerous for everyone if Trist was the only one giving him lessons. Uh, I'm curious if you're doing any homeschooling slash unschooling with Tony, seeing as how he is above human intelligence. It would be a shame if you weren't enabling him to be the best Vaughn skier that he can possibly be. Signed, Pondering on Phaleon. 
you know, I I do try to do some homeschooling, but I, I really like to think that he teaches me. You know, every day I learn something new from him. Okay, yeah. Um, but are you doing any training with Tony? Oh, sure. We're learning how to read. Well, he's learning how to read. I'm teaching him. Mm. He's real good at math. No. Okay, but what about things like sitting or healing? Oh, yeah, he sits, he sits all the time. Maybe uh, Bacta could use some healing lessons. You know? <laughs> he's such a terrible medic. Mm. Hey, there's that hmm that you did again. Now, the first one I thought, was that part of the letter? But the second one, we're also not know, reading the letter Why anymore. You read the letter and find out if it was part of the letter. I'm reading the room right now, buddy. <laughs> And what I'm reading from the room tells me that that first hmm was commentary. A little extra commentary added by yours truly. You know that You're right. right. It you, was. Yours truly is your, when you're talking about yourself. Tamlin, give him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know that, um, that Tony can't, that there's no way that he'll be able to read or understand math, right? Well, sure. Not, not basic, but he can read Vornskir language? No. Yeah, you have to translate all the books yeah. into Vornskir. Yeah. No, those aren't possible. He he might be able to understand uh, symbols, um, signs up to a certain point. What's Vornskir math? Is that base zero? It's base base ten. It's base ten. No, base base twelve. Base sorry. twelve. I yeah. think what Lynn is referring to. It's gonna be is... hard for him to learn the math that you know then, because, because you're base ten, right? Yeah, base ten. Because Vornskirs use the force as their primary sense for hunting and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I just think... their, their eyesight isn't going to be as good. Exactly. So it would be hard for him to read so i just Incorrect. think i just think books and he can read them from my brain nope, you're, um, hmm. i want to learn base three i feel like it's cleaner so all of this Prime. is no yeah Mm-mm. wait what so he's What's, pretty uh, smart uh, you'll, <clears throat> you'll be able to teach him a lot of symbols and i think you should there's a lot of great trainings that you could do with him but if training? you're spending yes but it, are we training tamlin too always trying am i allowed to am i allowed to spray him when he jumps up on the couch that's what they called it when we grew up don't spray, spray tamlin you? but you should spray tony with the hose whoa, yeah. whoa 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 unless you just want to go positive reinforcement that's fine okay well first of all he is a very good boy and i've never seen an instance where he would need negative also are you kidding me? Are you kidding talk. me? We need to talk. We need to have a hey. We need to have an uncle's meeting, okay? okay. Uncle's okay. meeting. Fine. Uncle's meeting. Tam- I second the motion. Tamlin, to your room. Tamlin, to your room. It's but, an uncle's meeting. But, you know it's an uncle's a, meeting. This is a really good hiding spot. Don't tell us your hiding spots. Well, what do you mean? You just said it's a really good hiding spot. But this you is a really good hiding spot. You just blew your hiding month. spot. But you, I figured you already knew I was here because I'm in it. I'm Tamlin, looking go to your room. Think of a new hiding spot. Okay, uncle's meeting. We have not it's had not this. It's not a very good hiding spot. It's not. He was just so. It's just right there. He was just standing behind an apron. Although sometimes I feel like he goes invisible. Has anyone seen him do that? Well, no, he's invisible. Great. It's a force it, uh, power. Uncle meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I we need to talk. We need to talk about punishment. Okay. We have been all over the board with how we're punishing all the children on this ship. We need to get it straight, okay? Are we going to spray them with hoses? We're going to squirt them with bottles. Is capital punishment on the table? Are we going to do uh, mean things and make them insecure? No, 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 yes. No. no. I, I, this I is why we're having the uncle's meeting. Too. Sure. Okay, Lynn, what's your preferred uh, method of and, punishment? And do the lizards count as children? Because they get into all kinds of business. And They're I somebody's like children. When we were brought up on Kamino by the Jedi commanders, they would give us long, meandering legs. Lectures on morality, and they wouldn't stop until they felt like we were about to fall asleep, or they had gotten their point across. At least we so know where I he gets feel it. like that's how I was brought up. Ah, uh, that sounds like a that terrible. Sounds very bad. 
teaching children the ways that you were taught isn't a great way to raise kids. Instead, you should Amen. train them how teach them how you want want them to grow up. Oh, yeah, I like that word train. I feel more comfortable with train. Well, we're dealing with two different children right now, yeah. so I think we should think of them separately. Okay. So, which one do we want to talk about first? The best one. Okay. So and let's then talk about Tammy. Tony is the easier one, so let's talk about that. Because he's, he's so good already. It's like, what is there to even... He is weirdly very good. He's very. He's a very good boy. For what he is, he's pretty good. I'll what give him that. Whoa. Wow. Well, for what you are... Yikes. You're pretty bad. Fair. That's fine, Lee, Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, for a Vornskier, Tony's great. For a wild Vornskier that was domesticated like two weeks ago? Yeah. Really good. Very, very well behaved. I don't well, know that we domesticated him either. I like to think he domesticated me. Yeah, I don't... He's not fully domesticated, but um, in comparison, he hasn't eaten any of the salamiri. That's yeah, true. Yeah, he asked him not to, and he said, sure. Well... Not no, in he, so many no, words, Okay, but <laughs> sure. Yeah. A mother knows. But he doesn't, like, he's not constantly trying to get into the back room, which is surprising. Yeah. Not getting into our fridge and making big sandwiches with his burnt out friend. <laughs> well, yeah, I give him Tony snacks and then he's fine. Yeah, if he just has his Tony snacks, he'll be fine. And thank God there are no ghosts on this ship because they would really spook oh, him. And boy. our suits of armor would be all over the place. Think of how cool it would be if there were ghosts on the ship. Oh, man. That would be great for our podcast. We don't need to get into this right now. Instead, we should be talking about, like, the a paint plan. job on the ship. Here's what I'm thinking. Mystery Minoc. We put big flowers on the side okay. and paint it green. Oh. Loving these ideas because it's already part green because of the camouflage anyway. That is true. Here's my thing, though. If we write Mystery Minoc on the outside of our ship, how are we going to call it by all of the different names that we call it? That's the mystery. <sighs> Interesting. This is new. I didn't know that you painted it different ways because the whole time I've been here, it's been this camouflage thing. You haven't been here that long. No. That's what I'm saying. It's we new. painted it about once a month. We painted it right before you got on board. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. This is fresh. It's yeah. fresh paint, pretty much. Yeah. But we do it about once a month so I'm a when we remember. I'm a little confused. You, are, you were suggesting that we need a plan for Tony, yeah. but he seems to be doing Perfect. very well. No, Perfect he, I mean, darling like, angel. He's doing fine, but he does get up on stuff all the time. He eats other people's food. He steals things well, off the table. Trist eats other people's food. Food? Yes. And I steal things. And we need the plan of dealing with him. Okay, that would so be great. We, we spray him. We spray him with the bottle. I don't know if we should spray <laughs> Trist with a bottle. Good I feel luck. like he likes that too much. Trist likes it wet. <laughs> See? Yeah. I like it better wet. Okay, we'll throw sand on him then. Yeah. Oh, he like definitely likes that too much. So I. What don't you like? <laughs> I don't know. Haven't tried it yet. <laughs> oh. So something behavioral to deal with him. But with Tony, positive reinforcement should be food, right? Yeah, he loves food. Uh, negative. Uh, crate training? Put him in the brig. I don't think he would really want to learn how to build crates. Mm. Well, I really do feel like... Because clones are great Is this trained. a Lenik project? So I feel, I like, feel like this is a Lenik project. I don't think this is a Lenik project. Maybe what it's a mean? back to project. What do you mean? What, is, what are you talking about? What do you mean a Lenik project? Well, a Lenik project is a, a, a mindless, repetitive task that we give you to keep you busy. A back to project is a project From, that way beyond his ability that we give we him to frustrate and confuse him. Yeah. And a Trist project is a man or a woman alone at a bar. Sipping on I a just drink. need somebody to read the manual about training an animal. I can't. I'm already dealing with. Oh, yeah, I for have the lizards, like for that. the lizards. How to train your inner animal? Hmm. It's a three-step program. Hmm. No, for getting what you want. No, no one is no. going to pay for that. Eating, no one is going to pay for that. Eating what you need. <laughs> 
Crate no. training, Lenik, is giving Tony a place on the ship that he can call his own and he can feel safe. Yeah, our our bunk. Well, but you sort of dominate that space and well, he we, recognizes we that you dominate it. that space. Well, in his mind, co-dominance is a really hard thing to pass out. If there was a thing that you made clear that was, was his property and, and he would be respected while he's inside it, then maybe we could start dealing with some of these behavioral issues. Okay, well, first of all, I don't think he has any behavioral issues. Second of all, he can have my bunk. I disagree on both of those things, which is why I don't think Lena can be in charge of this. Maybe it's a Tamlin project. I think that's a great idea. I'm sorry. Are you giving Tamlin custody of my son? I think he actually spends more time with him than you do. Wow. 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 I'll second it. I'm sorry. Actually, that's really It's not easy being a working mother. Okay. Giving Tamlin that responsibility would would, would help him, you know, uh, grow up a bit. I second it. Well, sure. If Tamlin can be Tony's pet. How about his father? If you're Tony's mother, then Tamlin should be his dad. I'm enough mother and father for... Why is this giving you a problem? Uh, for obvious reasons. I don't know why. I feel like you do made-up family stuff all the time. No, what I do is called role-playing, and it's gross. <laughs> made-up family stuff. And it's always my stepmother. We're, there's no blood relation. Okay, Trist Wait, aside. are you the stepmother? I don't, what? We don't need to worry about him, please. Am I the stepmother? I don't want to deal with whatever he has going on. I just think that it would be a good idea for Tamlin to have some responsibility in dealing with Tony. He spends and a lot Tony of time with him. And Tony could have responsibility dealing with Tamlin. Sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah? They'll be co-uncles for each other. I think that's good. I just would like everybody else on the ship to have simple commands that they could give Tony. I think that's a great idea, but Tamlin's going to have to tell us what they are. Well, if people are going to be giving Tony commands, I think they should be giving Tamlin commands as well. It's only fair. Okay, you so all just commanded all Tamlin to his room. In we fact, all that's, just did that's that. a crate training technique, <laughs> which I'm personally very okay with. So you made you made your point, then you made our point. So vis a vis, all points have been made. Tris, go to your room. I was going to go there anyway. Mm-hmm. See my no. stepmother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your letter. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Campaign. Before I leave you, first, let me tell you about one of our affiliates. On Talking Games, each week, Chicago comedians Tim Dunn, Clayton Margison, and Kellen Terrett team up with a special guest to discuss their thoughts and feelings on the world of video games. The Campaign Podcast is a one-shot podcast network production and a joint presentation by Paracosm Press and Peaches and Hot Sauce. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with great videos, podcasts, and live shows for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. BACTA is performed by James D'Amato, who can be found on Twitter at at OneShotRPG and on his podcast, The OneShot Podcast. Trist Valentine is performed by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at at JPSoFly or on stage with Devil's Daughter at IO Chicago. Lenik Gilo is performed by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at at Johnny in Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball, or on stage with Houndstooth at the Bug House Theater. I'm Cat Cool, and I can be found on Twitter at at WolvesAreCool, with cool spelled like my last name, K-U-H-L, or also on Twitter at at CampaignPod for the show. The Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny role-playing games belong to Lucas Books and Fantasy Flight Games. Finally, all music on the show is performed by the Snowdens of Yesteryear. Until next time. Peace is a lie. There is only passion.